Welcome to episode 31 of the Tax Professionals podcast. In this episode, you will learn about the three skills that you need to master to become a great tax advisor. When I first started working in tax as a fresh-faced graduate straight out of university, I was convinced that the key to being a great tax advisor was knowing the answer to any tax question, and I thought that this was the case for probably a good 18 months. That is, until I moved to my second and current job, uh, which is when I started to become more aware of the fact that there was more to being a great tax advisor than just knowing about the tax rules. I remember a particular conversation with the partner of my team, Sam, where she sat me down and talked to me about what she considered to be the three key areas or skills of being a great tax advisor. She wrote down technical ability, advisory scores and sales and she drew a little box around all of them. She first pointed to the technical ability box and said this is an area that I'm strong in which of course was very nice to hear and probably added to my overly confident ego or so my fiance tells me. Anyway, Sam pointed to the second box, advisory, and said that what clients want is advice, and that there's no point in just being able to know the answer to the tax question if you can't provide that in a valuable way to a client. She said this is where she currently sees me developing. She pointed to the third box, sales, and said something like, if money or becoming partner is your goal, then this skill needs to be exceptionally strong, and it's probably the most important. This conversation was a bit of a reality check for me. It hit home some things that I was becoming more and more aware of anyway and it made me reassess a bit what I wanted to do with my career and what it's going to look like. I enjoy the technical side and still do but if I wanted to continue progressing then I needed to work on other areas too. I think I've definitely come a long way since that conversation. Three promotions and always looking for the next one. Anyway, jokes aside, I do think that what Sam said to me was spot on and that each of these three skills are intertwined and connected to each other. Each one complements the other. In the episode, I would like to share more detail about each of these three areas, some stories, what I have learned so far from my career journey, and some tips to help you improve in each of them. The third box, sales, could easily be extended to those who don't work in practice by changing it to relationships instead, but for this episode, I'm going to stick to referring to it as sales, as I've always worked in practice. Just before we jump into the episode, I would like to mention that the Tax Professionals Book Club is now live. Uh, The intention behind the book club is to read and discuss business books that will improve your skills relating to working in tax whilst having the opportunity to network with other like-minded tax professionals. The June and July meetups uh, were good fun uh, and the first book we read was called The One Thing which was about improving productivity and achieving extraordinary results. The second one was So Good They Can't Ignore You uh, which was about how to craft a career that you enjoy and we discussed how we could apply what we'd learned from these books uh, to working in tax. The August book is about how to read quicker, which given the amount of information we need to digest in tax, uh, will be exceptionally helpful and and what I've read so far is actually a massive eye-opener and I was a bit sceptical about it to begin with. But you can get further information about the book club by heading on over to thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash book club. That's thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash book club. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Okay, so the first one is technical ability. And what exactly do I mean by this? Because you're probably thinking about having the knowledge uh, about tax rules, etc. And that certainly does come into technical ability. But to me, it's actually encompassing much more than that. It's encompassing being able to do tax research uh, and analyse guidance, legislation, 
in case law and the ability to go and I suppose get the answer to any tax question or find the solution to uh, to any tax problem that's what I kind of mean when I'm talking about technical ability so you can see how having good technical ability ties into providing advice because how can you advise someone if you don't understand the rules or you can't go and find the answer to, find the answer to the question you basically can't so to me it's absolutely paramount that someone has technical ability at least in the area that they're advising in or their specialism so that they can advise a client there's one person uh, that I know of that didn't really apply enough focus or effort into improving their technical ability they just didn't seem that interested in doing it but what that ended up meaning then for them is that they kind of hit their ceiling quite quickly in terms of their ability and it kind of stopped them from progressing so they were stuck in the same role for a long time Um, and looking back at that situation I do think if they would have worked uh, much more on their technical ability so when they had the chance to do some research they really put a lot of effort in try to get the right answer try to improve their knowledge then I do think that they would have been able to continue progression but because they didn't give this the effort that it needed and the time that it needed to improve their technical ability then they kind of just got a bit stuck and the other side effect of that as well is if you don't have enough knowledge on the tax rules and you can't go and get the answers then you can't really provide advice so this person couldn't basically practice giving advice that situation for me really does demonstrate the importance of technical ability and uh, I truly don't believe that anyone can be a good tax advisor if they don't have strong technical ability one question you might have is why isn't just remembering things good enough why do I also need to be able to go and find the answer or use legislation uh, use guidance to come to to find an answer to a question why can't I just remember it I think the problem is when you just remember something that you're always going to come across uh, a quirky scenario or one that isn't textbook uh, and if you don't understand the tax rules and you can't go and do the research then I think there's going to be some situations where you're just not confident or not 100% sure on what the answer is um, which is obviously not a great situation so I really do think you need to remember certain things and you need to be able to have the skill of going to find the answer as well to combine that together to have a strong technical knowledge. But how good is actually good enough when it comes to being technical and having that technical ability? This first one's going to sound quite obvious, but it needs to be good enough so that you can provide quality advice. Um, And if you've got people around you that you can rely on to feed into you, to give you the technical knowledge and the the technical input, then you can get away with having a, a weaker technical ability. Uh, but to me it's just kind of a core for what you need to be a good tax advisor anyway so I would always work on it and then if you can rely on other people later down the road when you become more senior then you could you, then you could do that but at least you know that you'll be able to do it yourself too uh, if the need ever arises. I'm just going to give you my kind of top tip for building technical ability from I suppose sharing what I did myself and what I thought worked really well. So the way I kind of developed my technical ability was Every time I had the opportunity to do some form of tax research with using guidance, legislation, etc., then I I really did get stuck into it and I kind of almost ripped it apart. So by the time I was finished with my research, uh, this is particularly when I was more junior and I had enough time to do this, um, I wouldn't just research the answer to the question 
they needed answering right now. I would also read around the topic as well and understand the full topic as a whole. So that meant that not only did I learn about the answer to that one question, but I also learned about the topic fully. And it also meant that I developed the skill of finding the answer, analysing and trying to come up with different interpretations, etc. that might be beneficial. So just as a little example on, on this, I remember when I was asked by a colleague to let them know whether this specific scenario that cropped up meant that uh, two companies were connected for the purposes of the employment allowance. And in short, if two companies are connected, only one of them can claim the employment allowance. So I found the answer to that pretty quickly through the use of legislation and HMRC guidance. But then I also analysed and broke down other different scenarios where people could be connected so that I could understand them and I became very familiar with the legislation around this and the guidance which I've used a lot of times since that point. What was also very good about doing this was when I was then asked questions by the colleague that I'd done the research for they could ask me the ifs and buts and I had the answer to them there and then as well so I think it also instilled a lot of confidence in them at the time that I'd come to the right answer that they could trust I suppose the research that I've done and I would pretty much do this kind of approach every single time I had the opportunity to do it. And my manager would joke a bit that I should probably just let go a bit sometimes, particularly when we were in a in a busy situation and just find the answer. But personally, I couldn't help myself because I kind of liked doing it. I wanted to build that knowledge. I wanted to build that skill. And so I did it anyway. And I do now think that it's probably the biggest contributor to helping me become strong technically. So I can highly recommend that anyone who's looking to get better technically does this. Of course you might be thinking about ATT and CTA and that these would be helpful to get a better technical ability too and that is definitely the case. You can apply what I've talked about here already anyway to get more out of the ATT and CTA by I suppose using the legislation when you're going through and learning that material and when you're answering questions etc. I have got some episodes actually from the podcast earlier that will help you to become better at using guidance, using legislation and improving your technical ability Uh, and I'll put a link to that in this episode show notes which can be accessed at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash ttpp31. So the second box that we're talking about is advisory skills and you might be thinking that it's blatantly obvious exactly what I mean by advisory scores but I just want to elaborate a little bit so you can kind of understand all the different areas that or at least some of the different areas that feed into uh, having good advisory scores. One of the core things about being able to provide advice is being able to take the technical tax knowledge and turn it into something useful and valuable for a client. Uh, Being able to explain information to others clearly in a way that they understand it both uh, verbal and written taking something that's complicated uh, and with a lot of jargon in it and simplifying it so that someone else can understand it, tailoring it to the right audience by using the right type of language. So if you're talking to someone that's a finance director or you're talking to someone that works as a managing director, then they're probably going to have different knowledge. So you just need to take that into consideration. And also a, a part of providing advice is being able to draw conclusions that are going to be helpful and valuable to a client. Most clients are going to be more interested in the conclusion rather than how you've got there. So that part is a really important one. It's the time where I really realised that there was a big difference between being technically strong and being able to provide advice. Was this one time that I was providing some advice to a client 
in relation to employment status. So I've done a full employment status review of one individual and then I'd wrote a report straight after it. And in the report I was focusing pretty hard on being technically correct rather than I would say providing advice um, which is a silly thing to do anyway with employment status because it's not black and white, it's an exceptionally grey area. Um, but with the report I thought that I actually did a pretty good job of it because I got all the technical points down, I thought I'd explain them well etc but the client was unhappy and if the client's unhappy then it doesn't really matter at all of course what I think about it. The reason they wasn't happy really was because I didn't provide advice, at least I didn't provide advice well um, and although it was technically correct the client isn't really interested in that, they want advice that was the point in time for me where I kind of realised that it's not about what I think is good, it's about what the client thinks is good. It's not about what I want to say, it's about what they want to hear. That really set me up on the journey to really improve my advisory scores so that I could give clients what they wanted rather than what I wanted to give them and for them to be happy with it. And it goes without saying really that no one is going to want to hire you as a tax professional if you can't provide advice. A client isn't going to want to pay you if you've got the best technical knowledge, but you can't explain it to them or give them something useful with that technical knowledge that you have. So it is, it is definitely an important skill to master, having strong advisory scores. At the end of the day, it's the advice that clients value, not your technical knowledge. So how can you get better um, at providing advice? And this is a bit of a cliche one, really, I think. But my biggest tip is that you need to practice and practice and practice, but not just practice practice with the intent of getting better with the intention of improving getting feedback reflecting and applying what you've learned from that experience the next time that you provide advice any changes that the reviewer to your work makes if it's something that you're giving in writing analyze them try to understand them ask questions so that you can take this on board and improve so what i've done a lot of is when i've written a piece of advice let's say it's an email or a letter or whatever it is I'll send it over to review. I'll be pushing for feedback from the seconds that I sent that over to the reviewer. First off, by just asking them for feedback. You can be specific, which is better, by asking them to comment on particular things. But by asking for feedback straight away there, uh, you're more likely to get it. Once I've got the feedback, I will obviously take it in, try to understand it, then reflect on it. And in situations where I haven't been given, say, explicit feedback, then... I would take feedback from the changes that have been made to the work that I've done and I'll try and get the opportunity to discuss those changes or at least some of them with the reviewer and where that's done you've kind of created your own feedback but there's no point in having feedback unless you go to do something with it. So the next time that you come to writing advice just think about that feedback that you received previously and then try to apply what you've been told, the feedback that you've been given to the piece of advice that you're writing this time and then if you do that I think you're always going to become better and improve each time. I think when it comes to getting better at providing advice there's not really kind of a, a quick and easy trick. Practice and feedback for me is the only way that you're really going to make leaps and bounds in this area. There is definitely an element of time as well when it comes to getting better at providing advice because the more time you spend with clients and work with them trying to solve their problems etc the, the more commercially aware that you kind of become 
So it does become easier with time anyway. But if you do all these other things as well that I've mentioned before, which is basically practice with the intent of improving, then you'll give yourself a better opportunity to become better at this skill quicker. Again, like with um, the technical ability section, there's actually some episodes that I've previously released from the podcast that will help with becoming better at providing advice. And one of them is, I think, on how to provide quality tax advice and the other one is about how to provide advice in grey areas. But there'll be links to both of those in the show notes at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash ttpp31. So the third and final box is sales. And so what do I actually mean by sales? I think we all have a, a bit of an intuition about what this is. But when I'm talking about sales, I mainly I mean the ability to bring in money via new clients or more business from existing clients in a way that is, of course, going to help them and provide value to them. So it includes things like being able to build relationships, both internally and externally, figuring out um, what you can do that's going to really benefit a client so that you can establish services or talk to them about things that are going to benefit them, spotting opportunities Uh, where you can help a client and turning that into a piece of work and also a bit of marketing although the more I experience marketing the more I think it's a bit of an overrated way to I suppose bring in new clients and, and more business. So sales is an important skill if you ultimately want to become a partner or or fairly senior at least or if you want to earn uh, probably a good amount of money then sales is the way to do that because if you can bring in money to your employer, etc., then you're going to be seen as more valuable to them. But saying that, I think everyone needs some level of kind of sales ability, whether that's to do with selling yourself to your colleagues or, or other people, whatever it is, I do think there's going to be some value in having, there is going to be some benefit of having sales-related skills So I have definitely got less to say on this topic because it's probably an area that I've got the least experience in compared to the other two. Although it's definitely something that I'm getting more involved in now at my current level. But I've got kind of one story that I want to share which I think really does demonstrate the importance of building relationships when it comes to sales. I would think that that relationships is the most important thing. So back when I first started working for my current employer, I was involved in kind of a piece of work that we were doing simultaneously for three clients at the same time. And all of these clients were new clients. After we'd finished this project and provided them with the advice, um, I would call up two of these people fairly regularly, probably say monthly or, or every other month, just to see how they're getting on since that project is finished, whether they had any questions Um, or whether they, I suppose, needed or wanted some help in in any other areas. As part of this, I started to get to know two of the people at the client pretty well. And although there wasn't any additional work coming from that immediately at the time, what did happen is both of these clients kind of seemed to just remember me and have me in their mind when they did need something. So then when they did need support with things in the future, they got in contact with me and asked for support from that. And I do think that if I hadn't taken that time to build that relationship with them, to get to know them a bit better, then they might not have come to me uh, when they needed help with something in the future. Um, So it it, it can be a slow burner at times 
this, but I think if you truly focus on the relationship and wanting to help that other person, then you're going to increase, I think, your skill at bringing in, bringing in work. The thing is as well, actually, is when you have got that relationship with someone and you've built the trust with them, they share a lot more information with you than they would um, before that. And when they do that, it actually helps you to provide better advice and to help them better anyway. So I just think building relationships is a win all round. Just in terms of how to get better, um, I'm just going to leave you with kind of one small or at least one tip that sounds small here but what I think will reap big rewards and that is to always think about the best interests of your clients and how you can add value and help them rather than thinking about the benefit to you. So if you're providing a quote for example don't think about the benefit to you which is the money that you could be charging for that piece of work think about the value that you could add to them and if you generally have their best interests at heart then I think that they will see that through the conversations that you have through the proposals etc so that's just the one tip that I think I want you to take away uh, in this area in terms of how to get better at sales is constantly think about the client and not yourself there is actually one episode that I've done previously with a sales experts uh, and we kind of just talked about how to increase the chances of converting clients and bringing clients on board there will be a link to that episode in the show notes as well which is the tattlerprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash ttpp31 this will be alongside the other episodes uh, that i refer to as well in relation to improving technical ability and in relation to improving advisory skills So just before we kind of close out this episode, I just want to kind of talk about how these are all intertwined with each other, kind of like the round circle of these three uh, skills that we've talked about, technical ability, advisory skills, and sales. So starting with technical ability, um, it is absolutely necessary that you have good technical ability in order for you to be able to provide good advice to clients. It allows you to practice providing advice if you have the knowledge and it helps you to build credibility for both sales and relationships if you can demonstrate that you know what you're talking about. In relation to advice, when you provide good advice to people, it makes them want to work with you again and they might even refer you on to other people because you've done such a good job for them and they're happy to let other people know that you could help them too. Um, and you have to use your technical ability when providing advice because that's how you form the advice. It's from the technical knowledge that you have or that's been fed into you. And just like with the technical ability, um, being able to provide good advice, um, it builds trust, it builds credibility. And if you're able to do that, then people are more likely to want to work with you in the future. So it helps from a sales perspective. And sales, um, kind of the more work that you've got and the more opportunities you've got as a business or a person the more opportunity you've got to develop and improve your technical ability and advice and if you can go and improve your technical ability and advisory skills then you're improving your chance of winning more work in the future because you're able to demonstrate more credibility demonstrate your knowledge and be more helpful for clients and of course if you don't um, have any work to do because you can't bring in any business then you can't provide advice, you can't demonstrate or use your technical ability so it becomes pointless. So there's no point in having technical ability or advisory skills without being able to have work. 
Of course here, I'll just want to carry out a bit that if you work for a firm where there's people who are dedicated to bringing in that work and you're more junior, then of course there's no need for you to, to do this at that stage. But the point I'm just trying to make is that these all are intertwined together. If you can do one of these well, or all of these well, they all kind of complement each other and help you to get better at that skill, which will in turn just mean that you become a better tax advisor overall, in my opinion. More information about the Tax Professionals Book Club can be found at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash book club. And in the book club, we read and discuss business books that will improve your skills related to working in tax whilst having the opportunity to network with other like-minded tax professionals. So far, we've covered books on productivity, how to enjoy your tax career and how to improve your reading speed, which is the current book. So that's the taxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash book club. The show notes for this episode can be found at thetaxprofessionalspodcast.com forward slash TTPP31. That just stands for the Tax Professionals Podcast episode 31. The show notes uh, will include links to all the episodes that I've mentioned within this episode. But that's it for this episode. I hope you liked the episode and have taken away some useful points to help you progress, develop and improve your tax career. Until next time.